That is time code 5900 to 5959. Uh, I'm your host, Adil Kurji, and I'm joined once again, and sadly for the last time, by Eric Arzer. Adil, this is the end of a beautiful, beautiful friendship. We've come Whoa, to the shit. end of our five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, well, I guess we won't talk again after this. <laughs> No, no, of course not. That's that's how podcasting works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's mercenary. <laughs> uh, it's been real fun. Uh, and if Absolutely. you guys missed the previous ones, obviously we we enjoy our, our chat clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a fun minute. Uh, I'll I'll do our usual recap, um, and then let then we'll have some some stuff to talk about. Very nice. Yeah. So we. Um, we start mid-scene with Marta and Blanc at the rear of the house, Blanc having just stepped onto the porch. Marta had asked him what they were looking for. Blanc says, you'll know it. And we start up with, when you see it. Blanc is facing away from Marta. The dog comes up to Marta uh, in the background. Or, sorry, comes up to Marta with a piece of the broken trellis in its mouth. Marta whispers, oh my god. But at the same time, you hear Blanc explain, exclaim, sweet beans! Well, and we cut and we see that uh, Mrs. Thromby, Harlan's mom, um, is it, just sitting at a chair at, at the window looking out towards them. Good morning, Mrs. Thromby. And then we, in the background, we see Marta throwing the wood off screen. Uh, and Blanc says, uh, asks, you think you could handle the study? We cut to the study. Marta is inside with Trooper Wagner in the doorway, both looking forwards towards the camera. And Blanc is further in. We cut to the reverse shot. Blanc is hunting around, asks, where's your medical bag? Marta says, I don't know. I left it here. Wagner goes, they must have taken it as evidence. I'll look into that. Uh, and noisily walks down the creaky stairs. Blanc mutters shit and then asks how the go board got knocked over. Marta shrugs and says, we're just goofing around. That's our minute. All right. And what um, and um, what a minute! Yeah, so much of this is visual. Like that dialogue, uh, I sort of, I, 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 I tersely addressed some of the bits just because I figured we'd go into the details now. Um, do you have a specific part you want to uh, start with? Well, for me, the 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 shining light of this minute is the dog bringing the trellis piece to uh, Marta, because when I saw that in theaters, I just started losing my mind. I, I just started laughing so loud because I, I i love when things like that happen i love when uh, a dog <laughs> unsuspectedly brings the evidence right to you it's so great yeah and it's like a I, i've seen this in movies where a dog brings like the detective a thing right right and so and and like marta is in detective role but also not right mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. i just thought it was nice another another one was like slight subversions um but like to to, to take it slower like we start with um, sort of 
Blanc inspecting the corner of the house near the porch, uh, mm-hmm. and the dog immediately is bringing the trellis. And then we and we cut to a shot from beneath the trellis piece and panning up to Marta. Again, it's this lovely. It's this thing I talked about last episode of like the camera kind of following the point of view of a character before settling as a more generic spot as the audience. Because mm-hmm. uh, this is like it kind of feels like the dog having just handed off the the piece of trellis looking up at her expectantly um um but so i th- the other thing is just the timing of um blanc saying sweet beans so great all of his little is exactly <laughs> but it's it's like what we're like you said when you're in the theater when you're watching this the first time you're like oh shit like that happened and right. then another character says something that is the same sentiment but for a different reason mm-hmm. is very good uh now after that i was like i gotta start saying sweet beans more often because that's how <laughs> i felt sweet beans sweet beans <laughs> um yeah I, I, it's so good and then of course uh it's this shot that that's it's this shot of her looking at him mm-hmm like we cut to a shot of her looking at him, and then we do this rapid zoom out, right? So, to, so it's again we're like changing the. So it's like we're at her. He's a sweet beans, and us the camera people are like, oh, we should be paying attention to this, and so we run over to Blanc, mm-hmm. uh, and then he's in focus, and her and the dog are, are out of focus, but still a large part of the screen because it's like a you know a standard like couple feet focal plane. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. And then we see the the grandma in the window, and and it again. Um, I don't think we talked about this last time, but um, often when we see shots through windows uh, in in this film, they're they're very much being kind of reflective of the overcast sky, so they're just mm-hmm. like white wash, and it's kind of hard to see through. Yeah, um, which I really like because again, it's one of those things where convention would be to to make it seem like glass and try and get it at angles where the window's not in the way Mm -hmm. and this feels very much like a yeah he's seeing like he's seeing her she's perching through the window the fact that the window's there is important so it's gonna it's also explains why he's shocked by you know because grandma is just like in like 17 million layers of things and a weird hat and she's got glasses (laughs) like yeah, I, there's like this. I don't want to say troll, but like you know what I mean. Like there's this this otherworldly <laughs> watcher. Yeah, watcher. Yeah. Um, did she? Also, she just scared the main detective just by <laughs> yeah. sitting there. Yeah, it's very good. She um, she is unspeakably old. It's hilarious. It's played up in the movie. It's it's great. Although is is she yeah. is she slightly younger than? Uh, Christopher Plummer. <laughs> is she? Oh, we should find that out. Uh, I don't know this off the top of my head. Um, yeah, because she's like is probably she his, that's she's his mother, but like he's yeah. so old that like. <laughs> uh, what is her actual great Nana Winetta? Mm-hmm. Kay Callan. Well, so Christopher Plummer, born nineteen twenty nine. Oh bless! You are completely right. <laughs> uh, she was born in 1936, <laughs> so he's got seven six, years, seven younger. years on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh Hollywood! That's just funny. That's just hilarious. I mean, 
I do forgive the like, um, at least for this role, like the fact that she's just like all bundled up, etc. But boy, right. is that yikes, yikes! Um, <sighs> nice catch. Oh yeah, I remember hearing about that at one point. So yeah. Um, yeah. So so uh, I really like this first twenty odd seconds. Um, the other thing I really like uh, is again just the filmmaking here. Mm-hmm. Of when we cut back to him having said good morning and like just regarding her in the right, way that like you right. were just scared by someone and she's someone. So mm-hmm. he's just taking a moment. He said good morning. She sort of nods and just having a moment before moving away. Right. But right. meanwhile, in the background, blown out of focus, but is Marta just hawking this piece of wood like she like she, all her strength is in that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like and, and and again, she's like she turns and does it, so you get this lovely swoosh of the jacket and the flip of the scarf. It's so there's so much movement to it. Yeah, right? it's just yeah. such a well staged piece of piece <laughs> of athleticism. He says, knowing how dumb it sounds to mm-hmm. call this, but it is right. Right. Um, and then and then she resets and to look, she does like the classic innocent child sort of i wasn't doing anything wrong thing she stands straight up and down in the most unnatural pose and has her hands behind her back mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, then he looks over can you handle the the, st- the study so great it's 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 so wonderful it, like there's so much that happens in such a like like classic cliche stereotypical way but again she's playing multiple parts so there's layers uh i thought for sure in that moment that you'd see the dog charge after it mm-hmm. like as if she was playing fetch with it no right right that, that that's that's what really seals it is the dog could very yeah. easily bring it right back and she's in the same situation <laughs> yeah except this time uh you know blanc doesn't have another like a second ancient woman to scare him in a window right right, right. <laughs> well that, that's one thing i did want to bring up about him uh spotting Mrs. Thromby there. Um, we have kind of talked about how uh, Blanc can be kind of not very uh, noticing, kind of, uh, yeah. Not, not not good at the detecting part of detective work. Right, right. But I think he does tend to uh, pay attention to people fairly well. So he is, in, in the movie, more than almost anyone noticing or tending to mrs thromby and actually caring about if she has anything to say whereas a lot of the people other than him want to just like shut her up squirrel her into the side and not have to worry about her but i think he does a pretty good job of seeing that she's a person seeing that she's there seeing that she can also add to the to the overall tapestry he's trying to put together yeah i think it's and it, it feels very much like a him noticing and not taking people for granted is like mm-hmm. you're right it, it's portrayed as like a big part of his shtick because obviously it's not the generic like physical clue stuff uh-huh because we see him constantly missing things like the path right. we just saw right mm-hmm. he suddenly realized that mud and path well and tracking someone looking for something <laughs> might involve tracking physical evidence right, right? and it's something they might want to look out for and <laughs> try to protect but he, he, he realizes that yeah. too late um but i think there's a bit of, there, there's an irony to when you consider that that's his like one of his skills it, it, to, to like just the 
the hole in his vision around Marta being more than the very nice, kind nurse. Mm -hmm. Right? Because that's sort of... He just develops her poor. Well, I mean, except for the her, like, puking thing, right? Um, it's just her character that he is, he constantly relies on, assume, like, he, he, like, took it, for, takes for granted that she can possibly be involved beyond. Um, while still being aware enough of people who are overlooked, mm -hmm. which we see, like, like, like you pointed out, with, with uh, Grandma Thromby. Right, absolutely. And also, she is a very valuable person because she's watching always. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's a very good... Um, I hadn't really thought about that tension until you sort of brought up how that's clearly his shtick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 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 I mean, that's... So, I think, actually, it's, I think that shot, for a single shot, the... Like the out of focus throwing the wood is one. It, I think it might be my favorite of the film. I just, <laughs> yeah, like, it's I, I, great. I can easily rewatch it. It's it's, it's such a great moment because this it's. I also like love it because her getting like she's just getting hit over the head, right? <laughs> yeah. This week yep. our minutes have been like, oh, I parked at the wrong spot. I'm on on the tape. I'll, I'll hold on to the tape. I'll erase the tape. Oh no, there's tracks. I'll walk through them i'll pretend innocently that i can't hear and they'll just hopefully not read anything into that like she's like struggling but staying afloat mm. and i feel like that throw is that moment where it's like oh i can't do this like like she just it's just like one this thing she's like it's not i'll put it in my coat it's i'll throw it and let's hope to god this dog doesn't like to play fetch right right, right? And, and also it's hilarious that it's like leading right back to the scene of the crime too like she is going to end up in the place where it all went down. Well, yeah, and I think that that's sort of why it's uh, why it probably is so stacked and overwhelming because it's like again they're not the investigation team isn't being isn't actually bright enough to be tracking the person who did these things. Uh huh. They're just happening to track and almost bump into clues that she was there doing a thing. Right. Because at this point, we they have no evidence that someone's gone through the back into the house, except that there were no no one observed anything at the front of the house. Like they're just kind of casting a net and looking for things, and they just keep almost finding her, and because they keep sort of circling around her path, kind of inadvertently, and she's like, ah, I, don't worry, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Oh, I'll throw this, but also like Blanca like turn around as she threw it. Uh huh. Is Thrami he's clearly seeing her right like her the perspective of M mrs thrumby is like straight at her right right and she's just like i'm throwing this piece of wood as hard as i can and then i'm gonna look real like i just Innocent. did a thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah uh yes yeah, so it's this lovely build up of our of the minutes we've had um so now we cut to the study uh which is such a is a, a good example of like that the warm lighting they have in this house with like the yellowish lights of the um, the actual light fixtures and the red paint and the colored like yeah. the, the colors of books. Um, the compared to like the, hmm? sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just like, compared to the parlor where the like interviews happened earlier, mm -hmm. which was like so much light and right. most of the scenes were focused on people. 
kind of felt more clinical mm-hmm. uh, and like this room is like so warm and inviting and i think that's why like their rapport when we see them in the flashback playing go and stuff is, is like so easy and, and immediate because it's such a cozy place that they clearly spend you know a lot of time together in mm-hmm. but you were gonna say a thing um well basically just I, I love the production design of this movie and uh just the 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 set dressing in thromby's room there up top is just so detailed and i just love to look at it it's it's somewhere i would love to hang out totally yeah um it's such a interesting room and it feels like it did kind of without being too stereotypical it feels like the room of a um of a writer right like it's got knickknacks and things to help ju- like maybe maybe things that have sparked ideas for his trashy murder mysteries or uh things to help spark them there's like all these books you kind of get the feeling of like almost like sherlock holmes study has been described as like having all these weird encyclopedias of tattoos and whatnot just things to refer to just in case it's like it's got this cluttered feel of just a lot of stuff right Right. for the writer to do his thing uh while not but also feeling very like yeah cozy Mm -hmm. um with those sort of very stately couches but also lived in sort of things and that even that bed sort of seti type thing in the very back Mm -hmm. where he lies down um to with the the sort of knife at his throat earlier in the film yep uh it looks very comfy yeah i I think that's one of the things that great movies tend to do is you can characterize people through their possessions or their their where, where they live what they choose to surround themselves with and i think the beginning of the movie starts with that essentially showing you the the mansion and yeah just seeing his room seeing where he chose to spend his time it's it's so cool you get a sense for him instantly yeah and actually uh, although it's not our minute the, the like that intro where Fran has got his, like, morning tea and maybe a small breakfast on a tray. Mm-hmm. She goes up to, like, his office or whatever, like an area that looks like a place to work. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of rolls her eyes and goes to the second staircase. <laughs> right. Which gives, right. Right. Which at the time sort of gives you this idea. So I, I read it as, like, it's giving you an idea of just how big this place is. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is a big mansion. Uh, but also the, the other part is it, it's, like, this is, like, it was no surprise he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Right. She's like, I bet, he, like, this is clearly where he lives, this this tiny little room in this giant mansion, which is all his, right? But this is his home. His home is this 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 cluttered room, cozy with all these things and pictures and knickknacks and books. Rugs right? and, yeah, right, right. Yeah, and, and you get the sense of that even in that first shot because just the way the actress who played Shan- Fran, who I can't call her name at this moment, um, like sort of shrugs. It's like, yep, yeah, if it, like I know exactly where he is, he's probably there, right? Mm-hmm. And again, it's this, yeah, uh, it, it, it's this lovely piece of um, sort of narrative, but also the set dressing. This room, as soon as you like, you open it, you're like, of course, this is his little like man cave, for lack of a better term. Right. So um, they they talk about the Go board at the end of this minute. Uh, have you ever played Go? Adult? I have what what is it what 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 is it like it it is i mean it's it's like um it's like chinese chess uh, uh-huh. but without pieces having different modes okay uh the idea is you've got like uh a nine by nine grid is the standard um and you're basically putting 
stones in turn uh, on the board. And the mm -hmm. idea is to basically, if you can fully uh, cat like outline uh, a stone of someone else, it gets flipped. Okay. So it's kind of like the game Othello, but it's much more strategic. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so basically, it's 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 the game that when um, computers beat humans at chess. The um, that's the strategic game that the world uh, all Turned the computer scientists try to right. try try to then beat computer computers to be humans at because it's right way more permutations. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think there's even a fifteen by fifteen. Uh, oh my god, version of it. Grade size, yeah. Um, uh, let me double check that. Oh, it's nineteen nine. Oh, sorry, no, it's nine. You're right. The small, the easy mode is nine by nine, and then uh. The standard is nineteen by nineteen. 19, so actually, geez. yeah. So actually, this is a uh, um, very interesting. Uh, I got thrown off because of the movie. Because um, in the scene where they say "Let's play Go," mm. uh, she says, "Oh, nine by nine. Which ah. she means is, but of course, a nine by nine game will be over sooner. Mm -hmm. It's smaller, right? Right. Less places to grow. Mm -hmm. Um. So, and this is." Ah, it's so good writing. I didn't pick up on this because um, my Go knowledge isn't great. Um, but she says, I should get going. I should get going. He's like, no, you can't break tradition. You always play Go with me, and you can't break tradition on my birthday. And she says, mm -hmm. fine, a nine by nine. Uh, I what see. What she's saying I is see. fine a, sh a Make short Make it a short game. game. Yep. Okay. Ah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. Good writing. Just to go back to minute whatever, whatever. Uh, <laughs> sure, I'm sure that episode covered that minute piece of go rules that has no strong bearing on the film but is good writing mm -hmm. um yeah so so we have two things basically happen in this scene you can see um i, I like how marta is like in the study mm -hmm. but like just barely in the door like she's sort of at the edge of the door which has opened in inwards um and is like back against the bookshelf clearly like i am in this room but i am not happy to be here Mm -hmm. uh, and then Blanc is doing his thing, and so we find out that her medical bag isn't in there. Uh, and Harlan goes down the creaky steps, and it confirms that the steps are indeed super creaky, which was the plot, big plot point of tracking movements in the house right earlier mm -hmm. in the film. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, uh, and then we end the scene, yeah, with with Blanc sort of seeing the go board and acting how it got knocked over such that um people heard and came to check in on them uh who was that again um who checked in on them do you remember um i thought it was uh the the hippie yeah what's her name um joni 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 yep yeah joni played by tony um <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. So so Joni overheard them and checked in on them, right? Uh, right. So yeah. So so we see Blanc see see the board, and then our scene ends. Um, but yeah. So so again, it's 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 this it's along the, the this continuum of the investigation popping into things that we know are important. Mm -hmm. Uh. But as yet. They aren't sure. They they're just sort of stumbling into them. We just know that the of the things that they're bumping into, they're bumping into these clue like things and you know, Marta's doing a good job at, at making sure it doesn't feel like these are clues. Like mm -hmm. 
they they seem already kind of defeated about the tracks by the time they call the tracks in because like Marta's walked through them. They don't know if anyone else has. The dogs have run through them twice, right? Like, um, yes. And so our scene ends with sort of another possible question mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a lot else except for like the coziness of the set dressing to say about this minute. Did you want to say anything more? We sort of, we definitely talked, quote unquote, enough. Um, right, right. But did did yeah? So we talked at length about the the first twenty seconds. I was if there was anything you wanted to mention, um, about this minute, uh, the second half, I guess. Uh, just want to signpost once again that uh, the medical bag uh, is is not there, is not in the room. Um, yeah, and I think that this is a, also another like good example of uh, you know, Harlan knows the basic story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Sorry, not Harlan. Benoit knows the basic story, and so he's just like, "Oh yeah, your your bag. You had your bag with you. Did you like? What'd you do with it?" Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "I don't know." And then Wagner's like, "Ah, I it love must... how Wagner's just like, oh, it must have been taken for evidence, right? Like right. he is so bad at his job. Mm-hmm. Making right? a he jumps to like this weird, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Just it must be this. I'll go. For, I'll go get it. No big uh-huh. deal. Da 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 da. Right." Because uh, again, oh, everything that ever comes up, um, he's just like, "Yep, this must be the case," or mm-hmm. "Sure," or "Yep," uh, or I don't know. I don't, I'm not even thinking about that. What I'm thinking about is these statues were in the Menagerie Tragedy trilogy, mm-hmm. and um, it's the kind of it's the easy suppositions they could make that would have led them to just dismiss things completely and not not follow through with a lot of stuff so yeah. It's, yeah and i mean yeah and and like he just does this with everything so it's 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 nice because it's impossible to tell throughout the movie if if and when something might be important because he's just sort of this this is just this is just a moment of him doing the thing he does right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um cool so uh that wraps up our discussion about the minute um mm-hmm. so we're gonna switch gears and our topic today is spoiler friday and so spoiler oh. alert the remainder of the episode will be us talking not around things but about things uh mm-hmm. we're obviously not going to just now talk about the rest of the film but we'll talk about especially elements that like really mattered in our five this week's five minutes mm-hmm. uh so if now spoiler alert on we will be talking more freely for example, mm-hmm. boy, did I almost, I have to start talking around things at the end of that last chunk being like, right, the medical bag is signposted mm-hmm. and he made a mistake, but I don't want to clearly put the hat on the mistake. Give it away. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, have at. I th- I'm sure you're bubbling. It's it, it's pretty great the way that even just in the five minutes that we got, we are uh, reiterating and uh showing and signposting things that are incredibly important to establish for the end of this movie um and for the reveal of what's been going on this entire time it's 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 pretty great it's it's i i love the structure that ryan johnson plays with in this movie during the five minutes that we had we have the uh voiceover of harlan uh telling marta what to do and even just that as a like 
narrative device as a structure to to kind of remind us where we are where we're going what we're doing uh is just so well done and (laughs) reiterating these clues is not even something i realized was happening as i was watching the movie it's you're going back through the movie in a fun way where everyone involved is invested in what's going on and it's it's valuable for the movie (laughs) like yeah these are minutes that could be throwaway but they're not they're they're pretty pretty essential yeah, and I, uh, I think even as someone who like tries to figure things out, like, it, these minutes are have all these moments, but they also have other moments. So like we talked about, um, the dogs barking, then and then rushing, and and like Richard mm-hmm. and Linda arriving, just a scene, just a scene, right? To give the world depth, and but because those scenes exist, the signposting scenes don't feel like they're signposting scenes, right? Right. Like, it could have been that Wagner being like, I'll go contact the boys and walking down the stairs was just reminding the viewers that the stairs were creaky mm-hmm. and not about the medical bag, right? Because there's enough going on in the world that, yeah, in, in like a hindsight, you're like, right, this was to remind us to keep track of this thing. But there's other things that like brings up that are just things that are part of it. Like mm-hmm. the creaky stairs don't really, like obviously they matter in, the order in which things had to be done on the night, but they don't really matter sort of later in the film. They're yeah, not, it, it's in some way a red herring where like you're like, oh, well, that's going to be super, super uh, necessary information. But it's really not like they, they very clearly state essentially what happened because of those creaky stairs. Yeah. And, and, and like that doesn't change. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it needed to be there and like. I think it, it's it's good flavor to remind us the stairs are creaky to just mm-hmm. like again keep information flowing but also keep the world more three dimensional right uh, but the pairing of the two right it's not just oh, I wonder where the medical bag is have Wagner leave but then remind the audience about the creaky stairs mm-hmm. world feels full may you know throws us a little off kilter because like we but also. It throws up, like, up until this point, when they were introduced things, we're often introduced mm-hmm. to them sharing Marta's point of view. Like, the piece of trellis we know is a clue. Yeah. The tape we know is a clue. And then I, uh, I said last episode, I think, like, her throwing the trellis. No, earlier it was this episode. This was just 15 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, was the point where she feels overwhelmed. It's also where we sort of, um, na- at that point, we're now bumping into things that are clues that she doesn't know, mm-hmm. like like the medical bag, right? Right, right. Uh, so it's a kind of where we she's lost track of things, she's overwhelmed, and then we hit this new thing, and now it's like, then the film presents us with medical bag, creaky stairs, uh-huh. and as far as Marta and we know from what we've like actually witnessed from like the flashbacks and explanations, mm-hmm. neither of these are explicitly a problem. But could be right, mm-hmm. and they're both sort of introduced in the next in the same twenty seconds, and they're sort of hat. What Wagner is is shaped around both of them, and then we continue. And right in hindsight, you're like, yeah, of course, that was the moment where they mentioned this. But it's still like the wrapping is still there. It's still doing the murder mystery thing of doling the information out, but not in a way that's like, well, you gave me the information. Mm-hmm. Cool. I wonder. I wonder if that's on purpose. That it's like. They mention the medical bag here, but it's in like a very tossed off way. And it's also kind of buried amidst a bunch of other clues that are circumstantially relevant, but not specifically relevant for what will be the the kind of final uh, 
coup de gras in a way for for who, who's up to it. I think I think that's exactly it. I think that's yeah. why Wagner is going down the stairs, right? And like we we sort of hold the shot on him walking down the stairs. It's not mm-hmm. just that we hear him, right? It's like the again, uh, Johnson has this really good eye for what the audience might track right like the mm-hmm. blown out of focus throwing the thing is clearly what you're paying attention to even though it's daniel craig's face in, in focus right um but like we've got this shot where you see through the door and kind of the stairwell uh and and we see like wagner go down stairs then a step and then stairs again like it's this very clear he's leaving and we're hearing the creaking mm-hmm. that shot is very well planned for this like the architecture right um and I think it's because, like, we want to, like, remind you of the stairs in a way that it's, we're not putting a hat on um, the medical bag. We're bringing mm-hmm. it up, but then we're putting other things around. Right, right. right. And, of course, we're rushing to, now that we're in spoiler territory, we're rushing to the point where Blanc flips the, the board and it makes... The not, not clatter an, at all. Yeah. Yeah. An almost imperceptible thud. Like, uh-huh. like a thing, flat thing hitting carpet noise. Like, poof. right. Um, uh, and, and, and so like, I'm just bringing that up, even though it's not this minute, but it's because it's this chain of like clues in very short order suddenly, right? Mm-hmm. Like last, like we had the big thing in our first minute of the week of like the tape, then the tape itself became like its own thing to handle. Then, uh, uh, the tracks were again, her, her dealing with it over a minute, mm-hmm. uh, or so. And then in this minute, we go to Trellis is brought to her. She throws the Trellis. We cut to, what about the bag? Are the stairs a thing? And then it, it, he, he's, like, literally about to flip the thing. So in this, like, in, in like, a minute from where we cut to this place, uh-huh. um, sort of three things are brought up. Like, it, it, we've accelerated the pace of, like, information and possible interesting things, mm-hmm. which is a very good technique for sort of making it unclear what's important as far as like solving the mystery because right we've accelerated the the flow of information so if it was the same flow of information we'd just start tracking all the things but now we're we're sort of we're used to a certain feed mm-hmm. and it's now doubled down right and i think that's very conscious pacing <laughs> it's just really making me appreciate the structure and uh yeah just feed of information that you get in this movie <laughs> it's just really well done that's that's one of my favorite things about this and mm-hmm. that's actually why once i started like doing this minute by minute podcast and paying attention to each of these minutes especially these progressions because i get to host three three weeks of this show uh, mm-hmm. like, ah, seeing different parts of the movie have these ebbs and flows of, of pacing is very interesting especially kind of in mm-hmm. this jo- disjointed way because yeah. um, it's kind of easier to see the change and flow of pace when you're just taking like five minutes mm-hmm. here and near the beginning, five minutes near the middle, five minutes near the end. You're like, oh, actually, whoa. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just really well built up. It's, it's a lot like a magician where you're being misdirected. You're being shown information that the magician wants you to see, and then they get to pull some crazy stuff. And that's actually, you, that's actually really good because... Uh, a classic way of obfuscating things, especially at the end of a trick, uh-huh. is is to start to go faster. Yep, yep. Right. So you 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 explain what you're doing, especially when magicians who like tell you what they're doing but make it a bigger trick. 
-hmm. and that's because it's like plod, plod, plod. And then when you're going to do the hardest part, you do several things at once, so it's harder to track. You mm -hmm. increase the pacing of your speech, etc. And that's the same thing. It's just like obfuscation as trickery, right? Like just, just like we're not, so I'm not prepared for this. And now there's a bunch of things going on, and I can't quite figure it out. So you've probably got away. Right. Right. It's good. Very. Yeah. Uh, good minute. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, excellent. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say? Then you're a no holds barred spoiler Friday, but some sort of mild holds of not talking at length about the rest of the film. But mm -hmm. um, um, yeah, the the only regret that I have uh, from doing this this span of minutes is not really getting to talk about the family much. The family is one of my favorite parts of this movie. Just the way they interplay, the way they uh, come against each other uh, quite often. It's it's great, and we only really got a taste of Benoit, uh, Marta, and Trooper Wagner and Detective Elliot in this this group yeah. of minutes but yeah yeah i just love all the actors oh. that were brought to bear for that family yeah i mean it, you're right because it's such an ensemble cast mm -hmm. that do such a phenomenal job uh and that makes the movie like like it's one of the integral pieces um right like the the signature directing the crisp writing and and just the pure unadulterated acting prowess <laughs> right right those, those right. are the the three Ten poles of this film, I think. Yeah, I'd agree. And yeah, you're right. I mean, so we we got really good Marta acting in subtle ways in our mm -hmm. five minutes, mm -hmm. but that's that's kind of it. Uh, except for I mean, Wagner was being Wagner, but Wagner was being Wagner also in ways that a lot of it could have been ADR because he was never in focus, <laughs> right? Um, right. Which makes sense because that's that's sort of the role, right? The role is mm -hmm. uh, the bottom of the toting pole. Um, cop right uh and then benoit i feel like we saw some bits of uh but mostly it's just with our knowledge mm -hmm. um we just i mean yeah like all right sweet beans i wish you could see his face say it oh yeah right uh because it's such a great line and you could picture it but it's not actually in the film because uh, at that moment uh marta's muttering oh my god right Mm-hmm. Um and then he's super calm saying good morning, Mrs. Tombe. Mrs. Right. Tombe. Um Yeah. I agree. It's a it's it's sort of one of the it's the trade off of the minute by minute, right? Right. It it, it all the, depends on what, it, what bits you get. Awesome. Well if people wanted to ask you more about um said acting or anything else, because there's an oyster and there's the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how would they get a hold of you to do so? Uh, you can uh, forward any of your uh, Tony Collette uh, fan mail to t at T-Z-A-R-R-E-V-A-N, Tsar Revan, on Twitter. Uh, hit me up on there uh, if you want to go over Hereditary uh, or any of her other works. <laughs> Excellent. Is this is this going to be your your first uh, your first podcast, the Tony Collette thon Yeah, this is the inaugural episode of the Tony yeah. Collette Appreciation uh, Fan Club. Yeah, cast. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a what's that called when they do a uh, pilot for a character in a TV show that they're going to spin off? A backdoor pilot. It's a backdoor pilot. This this yeah. episode has actually been a backdoor pilot all along. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um awesome uh you can reach me at the omniarch t-h-e-o-m-n-i-a-r-c-h on all of the things twitter instagram etc 
mm. except Twitch, where I sometimes stream, um, where I'm at the underscore Omniarch. Uh, I also host uh, a couple of podcasts on the Out of Lives Network. That's outoflives.net. It's Tanked mm-hmm. Up, the Craft Beer and Video Games podcast, and Geek Out Weekly. That's W-E-A-K-L-Y, because we don't have it in us to be that strenuous about things, <laughs> and boy, do we not want to gatekeep. So yeah. although we're geeking out, it's weekly. Also, it is weekly. So it's a weekly <laughs> podcast that is done weekly. Yes. Okay. Say weekly, weekly. It's, I mean, I guess we could say Geek Out Weekly, weekly. Uh, that would confuse, <laughs> wouldn't confuse things, right? Yeah, and it would be fun to uh, say all the time. Yeah. It would not get we, annoying already, at all. <laughs> we've already messed up our SEO because, of course, Google's like, did you mean weekly? <laughs> Every time. So, no. Yeah. But also, if you try and use the acronym, G-O-W, it turns out God of War is a very popular franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that, okay. Yeah, uh, Gears of War, also video God games, which yeah. God of War, Gears of War, uh, and we're because Out of Lives is sort of a video game entertainment started as a video game and now is a broader entertainment network. Mm-hmm. We're like in the video game space. It's like GOW, like even in our own website, probably it assumes you mean God of War, and not this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, pretty hilarious that your your main uh, competition are all very large, overly masculine males who like killing things yeah that's hilarious uh, uh and then of course uh if you didn't know gow also stands for government owned wetlands oh so so in the environmental uh end of things <laughs> also lose wow wow um anyway that that's my way of doing a short plug segment uh <laughs> thanks so much for joining me this week Eric, it's Adele, been a real blast. It was my pleasure. I had such a fun time talking about these minutes with you. Has to die. This was great. Um, and yeah, I had a great time talking about these minutes. Had a great time talking to you. I hope you, the viewer, had a great time. Uh, please, if you have any thoughts about the movie Knives Out or the show in general, contact us at Knives Out Minute. Uh, and that's us for the week. Wow. Thanks again. Bye. Bye bye.